we talked today about fear. Larry talked today about fear. And if you miss that, you really need to listen to it again because it was, if you, if you miss it, you need to listen to it again. You didn't hear it the first time. You really need to listen to it because it's, it's one of the best messages on fear that I've heard. Um, but God started, um, I'm going to back up a little bit. God started talking to me about courage. And so I was texting Larry and giving him this word. The year before, the word was trust, and boy, that was was a year of trust for me. And so he talked to me about courage, and it kind of upset me a little bit. (laughs) You don't want God to say, Janine, the word for the coming year is courage. I would like for it to be something like, exactly, I love you, prosperity, you know, chocolate, fruit and nuts, anything. But courage. And I started searching it out and I realized, I started studying it and I realized what we don't have is courage. What we don't have is courage. Harry Truman said, America was not built on fear. America was built on courage. Um, Billy Graham said that courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spine of others are often stiffened. We just need that one person to take a stand. We need that one person to have a stiff spine. It's always, it's in the, y'all, it's in the best movies that we see. Every military movie that you see, there's somebody that's got courage that you get all misty-eyed about, and then everybody else comes and helps. Um, that's what we're called to be. We're all called to be that one person. In Deuteronomy 31, and I'm not going to, we could, well, you can turn there. Night's young. Deuteronomy 31. I'm not going to make you turn to all of them tonight, but it's important that you see this because we've talked about moving into the promised land for a long time. And Deuteronomy 31, 6. This is where um, Moses knows he's going to pass away and he knows that his time is done and he's exhorting the people and he's letting them know. He's saying, be and, and 31 6 says, Be strong and have a good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. Talking about the people in the, in the promised land. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Um, and that's important that you hear that. Be strong and have a good courage. Strong, that word strong means to strengthen, be resolute, and be rigid. We need to be rigid, be strong. That word courage means to be brave and alert and solid. Boy, don't you, I I love it when my husband is solid on something. I really, really love it. Because, man, I'll just get behind him, go, you know what? He's made up his mind. He's solid on it. That's it. And then it makes it easy for the wife to fall behind. It makes it easy for the wife to go, you know what? Husband said, we're doing this, we're doing this. And then you just fall behind. And the two of you make a force to be reckoned with. Because that's your job. Wives, that's your job. Husbands. You need to be strong and courageous. It's part of your makeup as a man. It's what God's put in you. It's the one thing the enemy has hit in this country more than anything is to feminize the men. No, well, believe me. So since Russ isn't here, he's not feeling well this evening, you can pray for him. Um, So I contacted William and I said, okay. Russ needs some mail time. He needs to shoot something. He needs to pee outside. He needs to do whatever you guys do. Because that's what, Dwayne, that's what I think you guys do. You shoot and you pee and then, you're, and then you eat something and you spit and you're good. I think that's what men do. Well, you know. And, and so, but that's what being a man is. 
That's what being a man is. Women, let them be men. Really, that's what we love about them, isn't it? We, want, we love that about them. When I was praying for a husband, I said, God, I just need him to smell. I need him just to smell a little bit, you know? I don't want him to smell better than me. And so I kind of like it when Russ comes in and he's got a little bit of an earthy, stinky, sweaty smell to him because that's what men smell like. Oh, you're going to make me say that, aren't you? God has got a smell about him, y'all. And sometimes you need to smell. So there's a, we see in the spirit, um, and this church really sees in the spirit, but there's a scent. There's a scent in the spirit. You can train your nose to smell scents in the spirit. I know some of you are all just going, but you can smell them. And sometimes it's a rose. It'll be like the fragrance of a rose or a lily of the valley. But let me tell you, because Holy Spirit just rose up when I said smell like a man. God's got a stink about him, y'all. Isn't that good? No, that's really good. God's got a stink about him. Do you want to know why? Because he's at work for you. He's at work. He's solid. He's rigid. He's not moving. He has gone to task for you, and he has sweated for you. He's got a stink about him. Father, we want to smell that stink, Father. We want to know the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hear that roar, Father God. That's called courage. So, Deuteronomy, when you go to verse 7, Moses is saying it to Joshua in front of the people. And Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of Israel, Be strong and have a good courage, for you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you will cause them to inherit it. We talked about that this morning. You will cause them to inherit it. So the younger generation, y'all aren't going to go on your own, and you're not going to get it without us. Nan or nan or boo-boo. We have to go together. Anything you need from God, you need us. You need us. And let me tell you, we need you because we've stormed the gates of hell with a water gun before. And, and we know, Kim, we have buried our dead. We talked about that today. We talked this morning. We talked about why Moses had to tell Joshua that to be strong and have a good courage. Let me tell you, it's hard. Joshua buried his friends because they didn't believe. They didn't believe. They didn't enter into the promised land. So he was there for their bar mitzvahs, and he was there for the, the potlucks, and he was there for the sickness, and he was there for the, I'm sure they, you know, all the things that we were there for for, for each other. He did that with these people, and then he had to let them go. And we think, ooh, be strong and have a good courage. Boy, let me tell you, I watched after Phyllis's funeral, that was be strong and have a good courage. I love that woman. I still love that woman. Be strong and have a good courage. So Joshua, Joshua's commissioning. Moses has passed. And Joshua won. This is Joshua's commissioning. Joshua 1, 6 and 7. And God is saying this to Joshua with the people. So he's saying, be strong and of a good courage. For to this people you shall divide it as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give you. 
Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law that which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. He's telling them again, it's the same words, be strong and, of a, and very courageous. But you know what he also said? Now, don't forget what Moses did. Don't forget what the generation set in motion. Don't lose that generational thing because you're going to take that with us. You're going to take that with you. So if you want to prosper, and Becky, we all want to prosper. And that doesn't just mean money. That just means in life. If we want to prosper, you've got to bring that generation behind us. You've got to bring them with you. You've got to bring what you learned with you. That's called being courageous, not forgetting, bringing them with you. David, don't have to turn there, but in First Chronicles, David said that to Solomon. And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of a good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed for the Lord. Even my God will be with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. David said it to Solomon. So here's the interesting thing about failing and forsaking. That word failing means to be disheartened or to relax. God's not going to, he will not relax. That word forsake means to let loose or abandon. He will not relax, and he will not abandon you. So Joshua generation, hear me. Hear me. Pam, God will not relax over you, and he will not abandon you. That word fail, just uh, the re- word relax meant more to me than fail. Because fail can mean a whole lot of things. I tell myself I fail all the time, Kyle, about this or that or other. But to know that God will not relax about me. Whew. I know, that's, that, that says something about him. God, God's not going to relax about you, Dwayne. He's not going to sit back and go. Because you know there's a, there's a wrong theology that says God just puts things in motion and sits back. Well, there are things. Now, there are things in motion. Don't get me wrong. There's things in motion that are set in motion. But God doesn't relax. He doesn't relax. And he doesn't abandon you or forsake you. Let me tell you, young people, I listened to a message. You would know, you would know her father. Um, and she is definitely of the sword generation. And it was really good till she got to the part where, um, I mean, it was really good because I was taking notes. Going, Man, this is really good. You know, she's really kicking butt take names. And until she got to the part where she said, we don't want to hear your stories. Oh, Larry, my heart broke. My heart broke because I thought, honey, that's just what you need. Honey, you need our stories. And you know what you need, Patrick? You need to hear them for 75 times so that you can say it back to us. Because, well, first of all, first of all, it's our job to irritate you. Let me just tell you. It's our job for you to, to roll our, to tell you how God moved in our life. So many times that you roll your eyes when you hear it again. It's our job. Because you know what's going to happen when you get our age? The exact same thing. Right? The exact same thing. Because you know how courage is passed down? By you remembering what, how God moved in my life. Because let me tell you, when, when it hits you, and like Larry said, the shaking's coming. The shaking is coming. And you will not do what you think you're going to do. 
Let me tell you, when the shaking comes, you don't do what you think you're going to do. Because you're telling yourself when the shaking comes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, because I'm good. I'm good. Let me tell you what you're not. You're not good. You will lose your mind. I'm not wrong, Nick, right? You'll lose your mind. And you'll go and you'll wonder, am I even a Christian? Let me see. Am I even a Christian? I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Because you know what? I'm a Joshua. Well, you know what? I know who I serve because I walk with a limp. Let me tell you, sword generation, you don't walk with a limp yet. Because you haven't gone rounds with the rounds with God, you think you've gone rounds with the enemy, sweetheart. You just wait till you go rounds with God. You just wait till God, Kyla. You wait till God tells you no, and everything in you wants to say yes and want, thinks it's the timing of the Lord, and God says no, and that's it, and will not speak about it. Let me tell you why, Nick. I'm not joking. And let me tell you why it challenged, this is strong, but let me tell you, you gotta know this. Because this is called survival. I'm right, Nora. This is called survival, Kyla, because everything in you is gonna wanna manipulate. Now, I'm not, I'm using that specifically. This is not a judgment word for you. Do not hear this out of judgment. Women, we manipulate. Let's just say that. I'm, that's what we do. It's in the estrogen. It's like I'm going to give you estrogen and you're going to manipulate. (laughs) It's part of it. It's part of it because it's control and it's fear. Manipulation is control and fear put together. So we think that we know how our husband's going to react if we can control him and and manipulate. And it's it's fear-based. I wasn't going to look at you, but your husband's smiling so much. Um, so Kyla, this is the issue. This is with everything in you. You don't walk with a limp yet. You think you limp, but you don't walk with a limp yet, but you will, you will. And let me tell you what is so precious to you right now is not going to be precious to you. What is going to be precious to you is that limp. Nick wouldn't trade my limp for nothing. I'm not even asking God to heal it. You know why? Because I walk with a limp. Don't heal it, God. Don't heal it. Because that that limp, I bought it. I bought that limp. And so every day when I limp, because my ankle hurts sometimes. I can't help it but limp. I hear God saying, you're going to limp for the rest of your life, and you're going to remember this. And you know what? He's precious to me, and I remember. And I walk with a limp. You will walk with a limp, and it will be the most precious thing in your life. And you're going to have to let her fight this out. And you're going to try and get all this prayer coverage for you. You cannot pray this argument with God away. You cannot fast it away. You cannot eat it away. There's not one thing you can do with this except wrestle with God. And you will wrestle with him in the nighttime. You will wrestle with him during the day. And you will say, God, is there no end to this? He says, when you walk with a limp, there'll be the end. That's a word for you. So be encouraged. Kyla, be encouraged. 
This is not a judgment. We're so quick to take things as a judgment. Let me tell you, I could pull Nick up here and talk about his limp, and he doesn't feel it's a judgment either. But you know what we had to do? We had to pass through that of letting go of the judgment part of it because it's precious to us. Oh, Steve, it's so precious. I'll walk with a limp every day because I love him. And you know what's most important to me? Is him. And that's what you come to the point of. Everything else in this battle falls away except for him. Ooh, Larry. Ooh. Boy, I've cried. I've, I have called Larry and cried about my limp. You have no idea how much I've cried to Larry about that limp. He still takes my phone calls. So in Matthew, Matthew 9, we're going to move to the New Testament. Matthew 9, so he got into a boat and he crossed over, this is Jesus, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying in a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer, your chins, your chins, your sins, well, and your chins are are forgiven you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a word. I'm done. I'm going home. Um, do you know that, that be of good cheer? Do you know how many messages I've heard about needing to be joyful in the middle of this? Do you know what that word cheer means? It does not mean joyful. It means courage. Be of good courage. So here's another word for you. God's just piling them on. And we haven't even started ministry yet. Um, You have to trust your friends to take you to a place of healing. You need to have courage to trust the people in your life to take you to a place of healing. Because you know what we don't do? We don't do that. Well, I'm not going to take that study. I'm not going to do that study because, um, well, you know, I really wouldn't get much out of it. And I kind of get annoyed and (sighs) I'm really busy. Listen, you're not too busy. You're not too busy. We make time for what we want to make time for. Um, So it's not about, anytime you see be of good cheer in the New Testament, it's not talking about being happy, Becky. It's saying be of good courage. Be of good courage. If you look in, and Larry's going to have to tag this one because this is really good. John 16, 33. I liked how, you know, it's funny. I just, I'm telling you it's good. I'm not waiting for your opinion. Isn't that awesome? You just got to tell people sometime. John 16:33. Yeah, see, he's got words to say about this one. These things I have spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We have taught that as be happy. That's not happy. That's courage. Be of good courage, for I have overcome the world. He's saying, listen, I've, I've dealt with the problem. You be of good courage. You be stiff. You be solid. You be resolute, for I have overcome the world. Do you want to talk about tribulation? So the tribulation means oppressing. 
I don't know about you. I'm not happy with pressing. I don't like pressing. I don't even like airplanes where I'm sitting next to somebody. I mean, I really try to get to where I'm sitting by myself. I don't know anybody that's joyful in pressing. Let's just say it. That word tribulation, tribulation means pressing. He's saying when the pressing comes, be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be firm. Be resolute. So in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, courage is talked about from one generation to another. The older generation is talking to the younger generation, David and Solomon, Moses and Joshua. They're talking about the older generation is saying, listen, I've been through it. Be of good courage. We're, we're speaking it to the younger generation. In the New Testament, it's talking about person to person. It's, it's wholeness. It talks about healing. It's calling. It, it, it's a wholeness and a healing thing. We talked about the sign that we have for for be of good courage. Did y'all go home and do it in the mirror? Did you go home? Did you feel the spirit rise up in you? Courage. It's where you cup your hand and you courage. You go out with it. It's also the sign for healed. Let me tell you, this coming time when it starts shaking, you're going to have to look in the. You're going to have to look in the mirror and you're going to have to. Grab hold of yourself, and you're going to have to say, courage. And then you're going to have to say, healed. And the spirit's going to rise up in you, and you're going to feel it. I'm just telling you, it just sets you free. This year, you can put this down, you can date it. This year, from this day forward, and some of you think you have had these choices before. I'm giggling for a reason. Um... You think you've had this choice before? You haven't had this choice before. This coming year, from this day on, you will have times in your life where you will come to a crossroads. Am I going to take fear? I'm going to take courage. And it's going to be distinct. I'm telling you, you're going to hear Larry and I in your head. And you're going to see the sign. Courage. And you're going to have to choose between courage and fear. And when you choose fear, there's always redemption. So don't get all upset. There's always every off-road that you take, God's got an on-road to put you back on. So it's not like the world's not going to stop if you choose fear. We may um, take you out behind the woodshed mic and speak to you sternly. But I'm totally joking. But um, William's really not. He's like, no, I will take you back. Um, But there's redemption when you, because we, let me tell you, we all battle with fear. All of us battle with fear of something somewhere. And sometimes you have to grab a hold of yourself and do things afraid. And that's okay. Sometimes you just have to do things afraid. But you have to do them. Sometimes keeping your mouth shut is courage. Sometimes keeping your mouth shut is courage. Sometimes, and this is, oh. Yeah, you don't have to. Don't be afraid. So, um, give me your hand. So this is the word for all of them, but I'm also telling her this. I just won't look at her, Ray. Um, sometimes you're going to have to have the courage to look at your nastiness. You're going to have to look at your nastiness, and you're going to have to own it this year, because we have beat around. We have, believe me, nobody has dealt with more stuff. <laughs> Nobody's dealt with more stuff than we have. We know where all the the bodies are buried, Larry. We can name them for you if you need us to. It's a service we provide. 
<laughs> I'm joking. But we have to have the courage to look at ourselves and say, you know what? I really stink in this area. We have to have the courage to own our crap, Becky, and not to stop there, but to move forward.